Hey there, hi there, ho there. We just finished recording our very first podcast for um, Courage and Doll, a new project. Um, my name is Taylor Courage. I'm the Courage of Courage and Doll, which you'll probably hear again in another 20 seconds. Yeah, my name is Katie Doll. I'm the Doll of Courage and Doll, and I don't know, I'm pretty excited about this new project. I think we did pretty good. I think it, I think it turned out pretty good. We were worried about not hitting an hour, and we actually did we're just two community college gals trying to trying to make it happen yeah i mean we're not here we we always say after and we always like talk about all this stuff and i'm like why don't we just like make a podcast because we end up talking like for an hour so why not just record it like this isn't something like oh we want to be famous podcasters but you know if it happens like, if it happens and i get the clout i'm not opposed yeah, to it we're not opposed but you know this is something we've really been wanting to do it kind of keeps our focus on what we're talking about because when we are talking about things we kind of get like we kind of go everywhere mm-hmm. and you know uh this podcast do you want do you want to say what we're talking about Taylor? we're actually talking about wait for it twilight twilight the film adaptation there are a few there are a few snippets where i have to reference the book for a second but yeah we went through listened to listened to slash watched the commentary of your boy robert pattinson yig out Kristen Stewart and everyone's favorite director Catherine Hardwick <laughs> with that blue tint. God, oh, well, you'll hear about that. You'll hear about it. Enjoy the podcast and uh, see you in like two point five seconds. See you then. So, why are we talking about Twilight? Obviously, this movie came out in two thousand eight. So is it old. relevant oh anymore? Questionable. Is it still shat on? Yes, yes it is. Yes. Definitely. Even Robert Pattinson will say thousand so. percent yes. But something to just know about little old me, little old courage from Courage and Doll. I run a book blog and lately I've been trying to get into, you know, older reads. It started with me wanting to get back into reading a series of unfortunate events, which was my my love, my one, my only throughout fourth and fifth grade. And then I remembered just this this little, you know, unpopular book series of vampires and werewolves. And I just needed to get back into that world. I don't think I've touched these movies since mm, seventh grade, maybe. <laughs> so what about you, Katie? When's the last time you were exposed? Well, I have a little information about me. I do not have a book blog or anything like that, but I am an active moviegoer. I'm actually going to go see Avengers Infinity War tomorrow. Ready for it. And, um... Yeah, I started reading Twilight when I was about in seventh grade when I started getting into books. That's when I got into like Harry Potter, Hunger Games, Twilight, all that jazz. And then I started reading and watching, I started watching the Twilight series. Man, was I into it. Team Edward, that was me. But um, I actually, I have to confess, I watched these movies about last year because I was like, I haven't watched these in a really long time. And yeah. It, was, it wasn't the same experience as I did in seventh grade as my 12-year-old self. I remember distinctly that I started these books in fifth grade when I was much too young to be running around with shirtless werewolves and all of these folks. Just, no, that was not me. But seventh grade, there was a book club at my school, and they were doing Twilight and New Moon, and mm-hmm. I had to get in on that. And we had um, licorice because... They ate it on the beach or something. Oh, I don't yeah. even like licorice, yeah. but you know that was. We'll the get life. into it later, but the, like they talked about it in the commentary in the commentary of the licorice. Okay, so where is a good 
starting point? Like, where do we jump off with? I think we should just, like, talk about the beginning. Like, like let's just start, like, with our initial reactions with... Okay, let's just... I'll just start. The narrative. Oh, my goodness. Could she be any more angsty? And how old... She's about to... She's, like, 17? Because that's how old... She she's a junior. To, yeah, because she mentions that... Edward's a junior, she's a junior, and stuff like that. I can't remember all of the <laughs> narrative, but oh my goodness. It was so depressing. Those aerial shots of Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. It, Phoenix. Phoenix. I think it was it, California. It was very beautiful. I have to say, it, it's a very beautiful movie, like the blue tones, but thank goodness it was not done for the rest of the movies. You see, I'm not a fan of the blue tones. Really? Anything, it gave me this creepy cold tim burton kind of mm-hmm. feel and that i just didn't love it i did not love i it. i liked it for what this one movie it was a little over overdone sometimes but like with new i'm thankful that new moon was not this way because it wouldn't have like fit. amen completely agree mm-hmm. so obviously it starts off bella's leaving her childhood home of phoenix arizona mm-hmm. to go to forks washington her mother renee has just been gotten remarried to phil who's a minor league baseball player or something like that phil's honestly completely irrelevant no one talks about him throughout the entire series we should all try to include phil in this narrative but you know attention for phil but (laughs) the thing about phil is he kind of is crucial without him she would have no reason to move to force no and she wouldn't like she wouldn't have met edward her one true love but you know that's in breaking dawn part two We'll, we'll we'll get to that later But we see Charlie pick her up from the airport and drive her through Forks. And it's evident that he doesn't see his daughter that often. He -hmm. makes comments like, oh, I think your hair's gotten longer since last time. But in actuality, she cut it. I I cut my hair, actually. (laughs) Very awkward. but, But, you know, Kristen Stewart, what can you do? She goes back into her Forks home, which I believe she visits every christmas she said every two weeks she said uh for two weeks every summer but she stopped doing that a long time ago but i don't know like i don't know i can't remember a lot from the beginning because her childhood room it's it's still i'm kind of referencing off the books which i didn't reread but mm-hmm. i mainly remember did. she kind of talks about how her room hasn't really changed that much the only thing that's changed are like the bed sheets and there's no longer a crib and yeah you, yeah, you can he, see that Charlie's putting in his effort. He mentions that he, uh, the lady at the store picked out the purple, and he, and she was like, oh, yeah, purple's cool. <laughs> I think she just said that to be nice, because that bedspread was kind of ugly. Yeah, but the whole room was kind of ugly. Kind of hideous, but, you know, that's fine. There were, like, 12 lamps in there. I noticed that, too. What is with all those lamps? I mean, I know Catherine Hardwick was trying to create, like, that moody, emotional lighting. Yeah, but it just didn't. But it was... A little but, superfluous, well, in my opinion. I have the lamps. There's no need, no kid needs that many lamps. And she gets out of the car. I don't know if you saw this, but it was in the commentary. She gets out of the car, and she's holding a cactus. Yeah, I saw the cactus. It's it's from uh, Arizona, her one thing from Arizona. But Do we see that cactus ever again? I don't, it's thing? probably in her room somewhere, but um, no, I missed that part of the commentary because my commentary wasn't working, and I don't have the DVD with the commentary. I noticed that they tried to keep this whole, like, hometown vibe alive. Bella has her cactus. And in the the science lab, which is Mm -hmm. when we get our first glimpse of 
Big Papa Colin. Behind his head, there's an armadillo. Yeah. Which is from Catherine Hardwick's home state of Texas. Really? Oh, yes. I didn't know this. (laughs) But uh, she also mentions in that same scene, she was, like, pointing out to Rob and Kristen, like, oh, see that owl? And they're like, yeah. She's like, oh, the wings are supposed to mean angel wings, like, right behind them. I was like... Uh, I remember I noticed it and I thought it was cringy because they were very small and the expression on Robert Pattinson's face was just kind of his whole expression during that scene. Mm -hmm. I was he was very uncomfortable. He was like holding his mouth. He looked like he was about to puke and like understand understandably because he was apparently like he smelled her blood. He was like it was it smells so good. But you would think that. Not talking about the actor, the the actor. Wow, Taylor, get it together. <laughs> the actor. I can speak. I swear. You would think that he would have like the reference point, like as a character. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, let me not be obvious. Let me not expose myself. But when you abruptly throw your hand in front of your face and look like that, I mean. Well, Robert Pattinson also mentioned. He said. Oh, by the way, I didn't know we were uh, filming during this scene. I was just, like, biting my hand, Mm -hmm. which I found very awkward. I thought that was interesting that they kept that. Yeah, because you can tell he's, like, disgusted with her. It kind of creates this, like, tense relationship between them, Mm -hmm. which I I guess I appreciate. I don't know. I can't really appreciate much about this film. It's just... (laughs) I appreciate uh, my it giving me my childhood for what it is. Yeah, like I recognize what kind of movie it is. I would never like try to rank this with you know something Oscar nom or anything like no, that. No, but it's she puts some thought into it. It the has its, some redeemable qualities, which we'll yeah. get to. But um, actually, when. I keep wanting to say Robert. Obviously, his name is Edward. Edward. The character, not the actor. Yet again, hard to de- separate the two. Mm-hmm. He goes to the student office and tries to kind of move his schedule around. He's trying to get away from Smelly Girl. Mm-hmm. And there's this scene where the secretary's like, we can't do anything to change your schedule, which yeah. been there, done that. He slams the door, and Kristen... Bella. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my god! It's completely just like, you know, I didn't do anything to this guy. Why is he acting like this? Mm -hmm. And she tries to crash through the door. And I remember in the commentary, Kristen is like, I thought I busted through that door. But in actuality, it's like a light, like, push. She's just like, "Uh, okay. Well, one thing I wrote in my notes through the first hour of the movie, because... After that, I, I, I stopped writing notes because I was so invested. The first thing I wrote is a quote by Bella when she's pulling into the school. I'm a new student here. It's March in the middle of semester. Great. And I found that so awkward. And But it was like kind of relatable in some way. The way she just like paused in between semester and great. It's like, Great. Which, by the way, why is she moving here in the... Couldn't she just wait till next year? I think it has to do with the season and Phil's about to start baseball, like spring season. So, yeah. I mean, something that I noticed, and I noticed this while reading the books back in the day, too. When she gets out and all of the people from Forks High School just, like, swarm her. Mm -hmm. You're like, you're the sheriff's daughter. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, they all want to know her. And... This is no shade at all to Kristen Stewart. I respect her. I respect her as yeah. an actress, as a woman. 
as an LGBT icon. She, um, Bella as a, as a person is plain. I would never want to be friends with Bella. I would never be the one to jump up and be like, oh my God, Bella. Like, at least in the commentary, we could see that Kristen Stewart was so not like Bella, Mm -hmm. which I very much appreciate because there is this stigma around her that she is exactly like Bella and that is so not the case. But, um, yeah, I was... I remember watching it, like, for the first time ever, like, as a kid. I was like, oh, all these people want to be her friend. Like, I want to be that way. But then watching, I'm like, what makes her so... Nobody in this... I'm I'm just going to guess. There's probably, like, 800 kids at this school, maybe. Well, 3,000. Maybe, like, 1,000. Yeah, 1,000. And everybody already knows who Bella is. They're like, oh, you're Isabella, right? Like, how do you know this person? And they never mention her as the sheriff's daughter. Nobody, like, knows her as the sheriff's daughter. Mm -hmm. So, and they're like, oh, you're from Arizona. Like, do you not, how do you know these people? And they want to do a news article over her, like, front feature. Like, nobody does that. It shows a lot about Forks as a town. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Forks, Washington is, I mean, I think they revealed the population in the beginning. It's like 30,000 or something, which is still bigger than my hometown. They said it was. Did you, did you is say it thirty thousand? No, they said three thousand. Three thousand. Yeah. So okay, I doubt it was changes thousand. the game, but so, yeah. I, so maybe it was a smaller school, but it didn't seem like that. I guess going to school, I'm sure like those kids. As someone who grew up in a small town, who can relate, I'm sure those kids are used to seeing the same people. Mm-hmm. Like they know everyone, even if they don't know them, they know of them. And seeing someone new, it's kind of like oh, a social pariah. Like oh my god, like yeah. fascinated, enamored by her. And I actually did a little bit of research into this because all of the boys, like Tyler and oh god, what is his name? Eric. Yeah, Eric. Eric and Mike mm-hmm. are like head over heels so her. into her, and I'm like, she's not ugly. Yeah, she's pretty, but but she's, she's plain. She's. Just you don't know anything about her. Yeah, and then... She's not a stunner either. But, like, I did some research into it, and Stephanie Meyer kind of said she based this off of her own experience going into college. Mm, okay. Because in different towns, you... God, I hate this, but the way people are ranked in terms of attractiveness, like, oh, she's a 10, or oh, she's an 8, mm-hmm. you can change numbers based on where you go. Oh, that's so disgusting. Like, honestly. if you're in L.A., like, you might be a four. But, like, but if you're in... Tennessee. Like, like a, bumfuck Alabama, yeah. you could be an eight, you know? So, I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, I just... I remember the one scene where they were in the cafeteria, and one of the guys, like, if I think it was Tyler, he came up and, like, kissed her on the cheek. Like, who actually does that? That was bold. It, it was very bold. Is that sexual harassment? I don't know. And they were all looking at, at her as if she's like a trophy. And it's kind of it's kind of the wrong way to perceive this woman mm-hmm. who's supposed to be this lead character. And if anything, she's like a weak character. She doesn't know what to do without Edward. She she doesn't really care about her girlfriends that much. She only went to dress uh, shopping with him because she wanted to know about the wolves and the vampires. I was actually going to get into that. She definitely, I mean, she has this group of friends, these people that are there for her. But that's because that was the first people she met. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, but it's like she puts no effort into hanging out with them. And obviously, 
we're looking at this objectively. It's a film. It's not mm-hmm. real. We don't know, like, if her friends yeah. invited her out or whatever. But judging on the way that they all flocked to her, Jessica obviously only flocked to her because Mike flocked to her. And we all know yeah. Jessica wanted him. Yeah. Just Jessica pathetic, sad. Her dresses, like, just... That's, like, a whole other topic. The fashion of Twilight is just a, it's, a different aspect. Yeah, we'll get to that later. But she completely neglects her friends the second she gets with Edward. That's... Yeah, because they were going to have dinner together. Mm-hmm. And I understand... Which... What I thought was weird... The timing was very weird. Because they were still dress shopping. And she's like, oh, I'm going to go to this bookstore. Which I'm going to guess is, like, down the street. And they were like, okay, we'll meet you at dinner. So she goes to a bookstore, which probably doesn't take long because I think she, like, ordered it online. And then she goes out, and all these guys are, like, harassing her, which looked like it took only, like, a minute. And then Edward comes in. And guessing they weren't far from the restaurant, he drives her there. And But her friends already had dinner. Like, what was going on in between? Did you notice how it went from, like, afternoon to night? Yeah. Like, very quickly? Because mm-hmm. when they're shopping for dresses, you can see clearly out the window that yeah. it's daytime. And then when she goes off to find her book, I mean, we don't know how long she's been in there. Movie no. magic, right? But it was it was abrupt. I would agree. Mm-hmm. It was abrupt that, like, he swung in like that. I remember... This is so, so bad. I can vividly remember this part in the book. Like, I remember her talking about walking, like, forever. And, like, people being behind her and her not, feel, like, feeling uneasy. Yeah. Well, maybe the bookstore was far away. Maybe it was further away, but obviously, you know, they can't include every detail yeah, in a movie. Obviously. I just... Uh, it, I thought that timing was awkward. Uh, I, I look at films like that, and I'm just, like... And, like, I look at, like, every little mistake. Like, oh, the timing seemed off here, and... Okay, so speaking of mistakes, I want to get into something I've been telling you about, but, like, I, I, I wanted to save the podcast. So, Jasper, he's very, um, he's a very confusing character to me because the entire time he looks very, like, in pain because they say he's our newest vegetarian. But in Eclipse, they, he tells a story about he turned when he was a Civil War soldier. So he's, like, older than all of them because Edward turned in, like, 1913, something like that. And so there's, like, how long have they been vegetarians? Did Jasper take the longest because he is the oldest and couldn't adapt to this lifestyle more? From what I remember, because obviously this does merge two books together, and I I know what you're talking about mm-hmm. with him, because he's with, like, those Spanish women in the yeah. movie. I'm totally jumping the gun. He was was but... he a confederate? I believe so. Yeah. And his accent completely changes Mm -hmm. from the first and third movie. Yeah. Like, like he's very southern. Very southern. And I kind of thought it was kind of attractive. It was kind of cute. But that's my problem. No one else's. (laughs) But I just remember him being very stiff, and he was walking with his arms behind his back, and it was very weird. But I think when I mean he's our newest vampire is because I don't think he became a part of Carlisle's family until much later. So did Carlisle t- change him? No. He didn't? Uh, oh, yeah, he was changed by somebody. Okay, like I get Maria or something like yeah, that? Yeah, okay, I remember now. Because I thought Carlisle changed everybody because that was, like, what Edward was saying when he turned. He was like, oh, Car- Carlisle was, like, only doing this to save us. I believe it was just Edward and Esme. Yeah, because Rosalie, Rosalie was a tap. yeah. 
Yes. Like on okay. her wedding day or something. Okay. I Okay, I get it now. And Alice, I, I don't remember her origin. They didn't give any origin. It was something about, like, a psychiatric... In the books, I think they do. They literally give no. They don't tell us anything about Emmett. I don't. I don't think they give us anything about Emmett, but which is kind of sucks. I know they do in the books. Yeah, but like in the movies, I definitely "Mm." need to reread just to kind of solidify some information in the old noggin. Yeah, but back to Twilight. I definitely think that that's yeah. Like they need mistake. They need to explain it more because I saw it as he's one of the oldest. Because um, Esme and Edward are younger than him, and then Rosalie turned like in the it looked the time frame. I feel like it the looked thirties like or twenties, twenties, thirties. Yeah, and then Carlisle's obviously the oldest. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about Alice and Emmett, so Jasper's like one of the oldest out of them. So why is he like the newest vegetarian? Emmett, I swear, somewhere like deep in my subconscious, it wasn't I? I believe Rosalie turned him. He had gotten That's, attacked by a bear or something. I think she said that in Eclipse when she was talking to Bella about, like, her life with Emmett. And she was telling her, like, she did change him. But I don't... I I'm think not he got certain. attacked by a bear. No one quote me on that yeah. because I could be dead wrong. But I just feel deep in my soul. Can we talk about Alice for a second? Mm-hmm. I remember... Every slightly emo alternative girl <laughs> having that pixie haircut, Oof. like, during that time. I, like, vividly remember it. And Ashley Green, gorgeous actress. Beautiful. Mm. But I did not like Alice as a character. I didn't like her until, like, later in the books and movies. The first movie, she seemed she seemed very, like, um, enthusiastic about a new person coming in. Oh, and, yes. Which... I appreciate that because Rosalie was not, and I was getting really frustrated with her character. But, um, yeah, Alice was a little too much for me in this movie. I agree with Rosalie. Not Obviously, she shattered a salad bowl. By the way, yeah. the actress, Nikki Reed, cut her hand open doing that oh, take the okay. first time. Well, then I'll give a fun fact. Um, I don't remember who the girl's name is. Whoever plays Alice... Uh, Ashley Green. Ashley Green. Wow, you just said that. Go me. She had to. W- she wore a wig because she didn't want to cut her hair. Like I didn't know that. I yeah. I that was like the one of the first fun facts I knew about Twilight as a kid. I like told people that I was like, you know, she didn't cut her hair. I just vividly remember so many girls having that haircut. Yeah, but like she, that little spiky pixie mm-hmm. cut. Yeah, and I want to get into like the whole family thing with them to- being together because. Um, it wasn't Angela. It was... Who was the other girl? Uh, Jessica. Jessica. She mentioned, like, uh, it's weird that, like, most of them are together. But then Angela's like, uh, but they're not actually related. And then she was like, it's weird. But to th- I know they're trying to put on this um, look as if, like, oh, we're a family. Like, uh, Carlisle's our foster parent or whatever. But do they actually consider themselves, like brother and sister in some way in some ways because Carlos does call Edward sure. son mm-hmm. he calls him son at like the very end but I don't know like I, obviously they're not all related but did they grow up as if they are like did they uh not grow up but like did they live together as if they are a brother and sister did Carlisle kind of raise them in some ways mm-hmm. I the way that I sort this out of my head first of all let me just say this this whole like oh, we're a brother, like, we're, what, foster siblings? I don't know. 
Why did they even choose that story? You see, like, most of your kids are romantically together. Yeah. Why, kids. Kids in air quotes. Why not just change the story? Or why not just, like... Th- nobody's going over to their house, so nobody needs to know that they're actually, like, related yeah. to one another. They could just hang out. Yeah. I mean, I guess when it comes to, like, school, like, like signing up for school and stuff, it would kind of be tricky. Like, mm-hmm. who's your parents and stuff like that? But that's, like, a whole nother thing. The whole graduation, like, going to school, like, 1,500 times. I did like the sibling aspect between Alice and Edward. When she's yeah. getting all in Bella's grill, and she's obviously uncomfortable because it's kind of mm-hmm. like girl chill we just met. Yeah. She's like, it's okay, Jasper. I know we're going to be great friends. Like, that's weird. And you can see it on Edward's face. He's kind of just like, girl, Alice, stop. Alice like, she's, like, full on, like, cog blocking him. And it's just gross. I'm like... Yeah. Girl. I mean, I like that the only sibling relationship we get is kind of Alice and Edward. Mm. Like, the rest of them seem like they don't even, like, know each other that well. I mean, during the baseball scene, you have, like, the boys kind of interacting. Yeah. But they just don't have that much of a connection as Mm -hmm. siblings. They don't even... The only real connection I see is, like, Rosalie and Emmett together. They seem more of a couple than Edward and Bella. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you just... Especially from, like, the the remarks that she makes her, my monkey man never needed to make it into that film. Yeah. Also, you better hold on spider monkey, which apparently Catherine Hardwick made a list of phrases, and she just had Robert Pattinson pick a random one. Okay. And I'm like, I, I never got over that phrase. I forgot about it until I rewatched it last night. They could have said Spider-Man. It would have been, like... My monkey man. My monkey man. Or you better hold on, spider, spider monkey. monkey. That's... That's disgusting. I wonder what those other phrases were, that they were so bad. Oh, I mean, I would pay big money to see yeah. that list. The fact that she just put so much confidence in him to choose a line mm-hmm. that's going to be... And I, I just felt like that line did not fit in the mood that was created. Oh, by the way, since we're talking about this, just before they jump out and Spider Monkey happens, they're in the Cullen house, which mm-hmm. apparently belonged to like a Nike executive or something yeah i heard that and they had to strip all the furniture out and like bring in their own props the graduation cap frame i think is so cool like i, I think that's really pretty so cool but like all of them were like the same color most of them were like blue tones mm-hmm. do they have they not been to a school where there's been like a red cap i remember like we matriculate a lot being like such a such a it, pivotal quote. it is weird how I, I'm glad they didn't, um, I'm glad Stephanie Meyer at least said, like, oh, they move, like, every four years, mm-hmm. because because otherwise it would have been, like, really, like, they're in the same place and nobody knows that they haven't aged, like, one bit, but, you know. I don't like, understand how realistically it's not we're realistic. supposed to expect, but just, like, me thinking, like, I'm a fork citizen, I'm living amongst these people. Mm-hmm realistically none of them could pass for like a freshman in high school well yeah but like that's i think that's just more of the actors they always hire 20 30 year olds for but it's like teenage roles i just remember being a freshman and like being that age and looking like a burnt chicken nugget and then (laughs) maybe alice could pull off like the freshman look because she has like that pixie like i'm delicate i'm small now jasper cannot pull off no he is way too old but it's just kind of like you go through a lot of like i'm gonna throw up 
physical changes. Like when you go from like freshman to senior. Uh-huh. Like if I looked at my freshman year photo and compared it to my senior year photo from a few years ago. Yeah. Those are like two different people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're going to expect us to believe that no one's going to question that these this group of individuals has looked the same. Yeah. That's what, that's what I have a problem with. But, you know, it's it's not supposed to be this film that, like, Oscar nominated. It's, mm-hmm. it's not an Oscar nominated film where everything has to make sense. Obviously, it doesn't make sense. And um, one thing that I'm going to talk about that doesn't make sense whatsoever is that... Um, so at the end of the prom scene, we're, we're just gonna, we're just gonna go all, we're just all going over. all over the place today. So in the prom scene, Bella's talking about like, oh, I want to be with you forever. Can you change me please? And like, he refuses to, he's like, when you want a long, happy life with me. And I'm thinking like, how long have they been together? Now I'm just going to think realistic, realistically. Two my, months. Yeah. My prom was in April. She moved here in the middle of March, or, like, in March. They've been together for maybe a month or two. And she's already been like, this is my life. He is my life. I don't know what I'm going to do without him. And we see that in New Moon very when she's, like, sitting there. And that depression phase. Whew, girl, you need to get out of that chair and go hang out with Jacob. Which I'm going to... When we talk about New Moon and other podcasts... It's going to get lit. That's good. That's a whole other conversation. Because oh, my yes. opinions have changed. My opinions on New Moon are yeah. 180. My opinions on Team Edward Team Jacob have switched. Like, I'm just going to say... But we'll hit, we'll hit that. Yeah, we'll hit that later. In a, in a later edition. And I'll, I'll tell why later. But, yeah, they're only together for two months. And she's, like... She's already decided she wants to be a vampire. She wants to be with them forever. Like, what, what What would happen if, like, they went to college, which obviously Edward's not going to do. He's going to just go off to high school. I don't know why he just doesn't go off to college. He looks like a college student. Mm-hmm. If anything, well, I think later. I'm always jumping the gun. I'm sorry. I think she okay. applies to, like, Dartmouth. Yeah. And he applies, too. But I don't think they end up going. I don't know. She. I remember she lied to her mom saying, like, she wanted to go to the University of Alaska. Yeah, something like that. Because she didn't want to, like, she knew she was going to, like, turn Mm-hmm. At some point, so she didn't want to like be near her family, but that's that's like that's that's a later thing because I have some. Oh, See, I think it would help if I was not exposed to this at all and could only focus yeah. on one thing. But I'm like, well, well, this happens later. I but... feel like we should have watched all five of the movies. Oh yes, but um, girl, what you gonna say? I don't remember what I was gonna oh, say. Okay, um, I'll just look at my notes again. So. Um, so Wait, it hit me, it hit me, it hit me. Okay, okay, go. Sorry, okay. it hit me. Basically, when you were talking about how, you know, two months in, she's ready to spend her life with him, blah, blah, blah. I'm thinking from a human standpoint, from a real life standpoint, whenever a girl or a guy, because mm-hmm. I've had friends in both situations, they get involved with someone romantically, it's like, ugh. We're going to be together forever. I think it's a high school thing. You just really romanticize it. It's like if a lot of times, like, if you have the virginal girl, which I'm assuming is Bella, Mm -hmm. because she doesn't seem like the type that's been with a lot of people, just based on how she interacts with other people. Well, she says that um, in one movie, she's like, she talks to her dad, she's like, Dad, I'm a virgin. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously, like, she hasn't been with anybody. I think he's the first male... That's really yeah been invested in her. Obviously, she had all those guys flocking to her when she came to Forks, but I mean, 
those were just like little flirty boys. Yeah. Which I think kind of made her feel more awkward because mm-hmm. I don't think that was something that happened to her a lot in Phoenix. Like yeah. from in my mind, that's what happened. Well, they they comment on like her skin and like how she's so pale because oh, like, yeah. oh aren't you from Phoenix? Like during Every, the volleyball it scene. Can't. And she's like, I think she's part albino or something in the book. I, oh. I remember reading that, but obviously she was probably an outlier mm-hmm. in Phoenix. Like, you know, you have all these tan people, and then you have Bella. Yeah. Like, mayonnaise girl. <laughs> and then she comes to Forks, where that's kind of... It's always cloudy. ...more normal. Like, that's normalized. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, you got all these pale faces. <laughs> like, during the movie, when they have her... The meadow scene, which rips my heart out every time I watch it. I can't Didn't, um, deal with it. Uh, Catherine Hardwick said that they, like, it was just a golf course in yeah. Los Angeles, and they just, like, put the meadow in there. Meadow was pretty, but, like, oh. It was pretty, but that scene in the book, I, I remember when I, reading it, that was, like, my favorite chapter. That mm-hmm. was when things started happening. Because yeah. that's when Edward's kind of, like, showing himself to her, and there's this, like, line, I don't remember how it goes exactly, but, like, he has his hand in hers and she's you know just ooh look it's ooh. a hand uh my first boyfriend my first man <laughs> like oh my god can't wait to put on insta my first man who's 110 years old because <laughs> she's like holding his hand and i remember that he moves it like really fast and it kind of freaks her out and mm-hmm. he's like oh i'm i guess i'm like comfortable around you or whatever but all of that is gone all the dialogue all the everything of the meadow scene is gone yeah the first the really first scene where we see he doesn't really want to get close to her, but they are, like, together, but they don't want to get close, is in her bedroom when um, she's, like, all ready. She's, like, ready. I, I want to do this. And then once they start really getting into it, Edward's like, oh, I can't do this. And I think that kind of does allude to, like, the breaking dawn with, like, the baby and stuff. Like, I he can't do that. things to say about this scene. Okay, so the first scene, not the one where they're conversing and things are going on, the one where, like, she's like, that was the first night I dreamt of Edward Cullen. And, like, she wakes <laughs> up. What the, was her hand doing? Like, she's laying there. Obviously, you can't see me. This is a podcast. But, like, she has her hand, like, awkwardly cupped up beside her like this. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah, and he was very creepy. Yes. And I I didn't really think any, I think in middle school when I saw that, I was like, ooh, that is creepy. Like, even my 12-year-old <laughs> self was like, ah, gosh. But, uh, yeah, he's, Ooh, just like staring, that's- <laughs> he's just staring at her. And he was just, and, like, she turned on the light, which, by the way, she could have obviously seen him. If you obviously saw him, but she hit it with that whole, oh, maybe okay. I'm just dreaming. Yeah, and that's a very cliche thing that happens in movies. Oh, yes. But he was just standing there when he looked, like, he, he's fast. Why can't you just run out when she's, mm-hmm. she probably wouldn't have even noticed. And but he's just watching her. When he comes in the second time and wants to try the kiss with her. Mm-hmm. That was the most painful, like, 30 seconds of my entire life. It was the slowest moving kiss I've ever seen. They were, like, backing in, backing out, backing in. And his, I don't know if you noticed this, but his lips did this thing. Like, this weird, like, twitch that was just (laughs) disgusting. Like, I can't even describe it. It was like, they're going in, and in the commentary, Robert's talking about how, oh, I thought Kristen was going to, like, come in. Like, that's why it was so Mm -hmm. slow. So, I mean... I guess it wasn't intentional. Yeah. But he does this weird, 
mouth twitch thing that I wish you could see. You can. Pull up the DVD. Find okay, her. Okay, what scene was it? You you talk about something while I get it out. But yeah, it's just like they're leaning in and he doesn't trust himself. He has to be fragile with her. And what she's wearing in that scene is a little risque. Yeah, she's got no pants on. She goes... I mean, she is sleeping, so she has every right to not. But I just felt like... Okay, I, I think I found it. Even as a normal person, that was weird. Okay, hold on. I'm going to skip it. Oh gosh, this is like so awkward. Hold on, let's let's get to the kiss. Who cares? No talking, just kiss. Just kind of fascinating to me. Okay, he's talking about watching her sleep. Me too. Ugh. Fascinating. Oh, he wants to try I something. Try one thing. I'm triggered. Has he never kissed a girl? Like, what is this? I don't know. He was 18. I'm sure he had romantic rendezvous. Still breathing each other's air. Where's the twitch? Just, just wait for it. I swear it's there. This is great for the podcast. Look, 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 look. It's, it's mid kiss. That. Okay, so much. We're not watching anymore. That makes me Uh, triggered. Like, if if I could be triggered, I know that's a a legitimate thing for people. But I'm not joking when I say that makes my body want to suck inside of itself. Yeah, he said I always wanted to try one thing. I think it was because he was he could like smell her blood the first time. He's like, if I get too close, and I'm not gonna be able to control myself. Mm -hmm. Like that's. I'm sorry, listeners, if you had to hear a bunch of kissing stuff. Taking a risk with that. Like, oh, like, I don't trust myself, but I'm still going to do it anyway. But she was like ready for the next step. She wanted some. Like, first step. Like, first kiss. She's like, okay, we're doing this. She was ready. And the way they dressed her, apparently, that outfit, that little old navy fitted t shirt. With the gray underwear. Apparently, it used to be, like, shorts, and she was, like, the two short shorts. I'm like, girl, did you see what you were wearing? Yeah. And they actually had to, like, crop that scene in because mm. I think Stephanie Meyer said it was... It was either Stephanie Meyer or Catherine Hart. I don't remember who said what, that it was a little too risque. It was a little, like, risque. Because just for background, Kristen, when filming this movie, she was 17. So she was still in mm-hmm. high school. She was still doing school while filming it. She was a minor. And Robert, I think, was either 22 or 23. Mm-hmm. By the way, she doesn't look 17. She looks older. I mean, just just my opinion. <laughs> and because we're on the topic of um, clothing... Let's just take a second to uh, hit it with that 2008 fashion yes. rerun. Ooh, that blazer he's, running, he's wearing the entire time. Ooh, that gray one. Here. That pea coat. Here, here, hold on. It's like blazer, whatever it was. Hold on. Get to the main menu. It's right there. Come on. Let's get. No, not that. <laughs> not again. I can't do the lips again. <laughs> okay, this one right here. It's like gray. The gray Ooh. pea coat. Ooh, that is something else. A put together look, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene with the deer, I think the deer died or something. And they had to use, like, several. What I don't deer? know. The deer that runs through, it's like, you know the the beginning scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one. Yeah. 
Fashion wise, obviously. Oh, look at Al. Look at her what outfit. What is she wearing? Oh my god. It's like a strapless. No, it's like spaghetti strap dress with like. That reminds me of this girl I went to school with. But like, I'm not even gonna get into that. Like yeah. the way she's dressed. Well, we're not exposing people today. But um, fashion wise, Catherine, there were some interesting choices. Catherine Hardwick said that Victoria's uh one of like the villains in this uh, movie. Her pants were actually Catherine Hardwick's pants. Yeah. And like this shirt was her shirt. Mm-hmm. Like, do we have that? Did y'all have that small of a budget? Robert Pattinson says that one of the t-shirts Edward wears yeah. during the iconic um, eye scene, which is when, yeah. can I just take a second? The prophase, anaphase, metaphase, mm-hmm. that actually helped me in biology. Wow. PMAT and cytokinesis. Yeah, you girl smart. Hmm. Um, I learned that from that scene. Oh my gosh. Um, and they win a golden onion, which is... I see. I didn't realize until I watched this movie that she actually won the golden onion because mm-hmm. she's holding it while they're having their conversation. That conversation, by the way, where she's like, "Your eyes are so golden." That's so forward. She yeah. was so. In retrospect, I used to think Bella was like really shy and awkward and weird, which, mm-hmm. in ways, she was. But With not- him, she was very forward. With, like, calling him out. She's like, I know that you think that you're this person, but you're not. And, like... Yeah, she very much tells it how it is. Yeah. And, I don't know, it's kind of... I would never go up to somebody and say, like, oh, your eye your eye color's different. They were, like, dark brown the other day, which, but we were talking yesterday. We don't even know our own eye color, to be honest. I know. Like, like I don't notice people's eye color unless it's, like, very Striking, distinct. you know? And which, it's not... And his golden eyes are pretty distinct, yeah, but, but not brown. Like, when they're, like, dark or whatever. Yeah. And they were, like, barely looking at each other the very first thing they met. So how could she be like, oh, like, your eyes were dark brown. Like, you two weren't even looking at each other. On the topic of eyes, mm-hmm. I was a little confused. During the baseball scene when we have the nomadic vampires come through and um, we have the middle one, the guy with the dreadlocks, mm-hmm. Laurent, I believe is how you say his yeah. name. He has these, like, red eyes. Okay. Which I associate with, you know, the newborns. Like, the new vampires yeah. have the red eyes because they, f- they feed on, you know, not animals, but people. Yeah. Okay, so how they explain this in, like, Eclipse and stuff because, well, they didn't really, like, explain it, but you could kind of tell. Um, but, uh, sorry, I am off to... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so remember, you know Jane, the Dakota Yeah. Man? So she's, like, really old. Like, really old. Like, back in the day old. So um, her eyes are red. So, like, obviously she's not a newborn. And I always associate with, like, they have red eyes because they feed on humans. Mm-hmm. And, like, nobody really turns into, like, nobody chooses to, like, I mean, they do choose to be vegetarian, but it's not like they have to be. Like, being a vampire in their society is like, you have to, like, feed on humans, which isn't the case. So I think it's not necessarily a newborn thing, but it's just if you feed on humans. What I was confused by, and maybe this was just, like, an error in the commentary, but Catherine Hardwick, like, when... Because there's a scene where it pans in close to its eyes and, like, you can really see the red... She's like, oh, he's really hungry. And I'm like, okay. But Edward, his eyes go dark. I don't know. Because remember he goes Maybe. from the golden eyes. 
Okay, so maybe it's because they haven't fed in a while. Remember when uh, Jessica was like, oh, they take them out for camping? Yeah. That's the hunting. I know that, so, but I'm like, do the red eyes change? I think they, they're, I think it was turning into red. I think if they haven't fed, like, in a while, they will turn into red. This is something I'm going to need to do we research, need some research on. Yeah. Because I would really like to know. Stephanie Meyer FAQ hit it up. Yeah. Um, he, he made the excuse, it's the fluorescent. You know what? You talk, <laughs> and I'm actually going to look this up. Okay, so a few things. So we watched the commentary. We listened to the commentary. I had to listen to parts of it because my DVD did not have commentary, so I used YouTube. So one thing, they just went off topic and started talking about Haley from Paramore. And when they started talking about garden burgers, and then they got in this debate about veggie burgers versus, versus garden burgers, which I think Rob made the point, like, I think veggie burgers seem better, which I disagree. I think garden burgers sound very much more healthy. Very bougie. Very bougie, yes. And then uh, they, Robert Pattinson loved talking about his eyebrows because they were very well defined in this movie. They had to pluck, <laughs> Catherine Harvey said they had to pluck the heck out of them, which you could obviously tell. I literally thought they were, like, filling them in. They were so nice. <sighs> I'm, like, literally going through the points because they was, like, <laughs> so this, this is what I have. So the red eyes mean they've recently fed on human blood. Okay. The yellow, it's like, although most vampires drink human blood, when one has golden eyes, it means they don't. So they drink the blood of animals so they're mm-hmm. vegetarians and then there's the black eyes it says they become black when blood has not been consumed in two weeks okay two weeks goodness that's very specific yeah so i guess both the red and yellow eyes go dark yeah it just yeah i think that's the way it happened interesting did yeah. not know that oh so my favorite part of the commentary was when they were in the scene I think it was a scene where she's, like, saying, like, you're a vampire. Like, just say it. Say it out loud. Vampire. And he, I think she's asking him, like, afterwards, like, what do you eat? And so Robert Pattinson, in the commentary, says over it, he says, cheeseburgers. And that was, like, my (laughs) favorite part of the commentary. It was so funny to me. I just, like, had to say that. As a known Francophile myself, that whole little French moment. Brought me to life. Took me to heaven and back. Yes. And his little nispa had me shook. Oh. Yeah, and then I think we should get into... Uh, well, I'm going to make this point real quick, and then we'll get into, like, Jacob, because mm-hmm. he's not seen throughout um, much of this film. But there's this one scene where Rob is asking um, Catherine Harwick a question. Uh, they're... Uh, Bella's walking to the bookstore, and you can, like, it looks like somebody is staring at her. So, Rob asked uh, the director, like, is this supposed to be me in the movie? Is this supposed to be those, like, guys who were assaulting her? I remember that. And Catherine Harwick, like, didn't know what to say. She was, like, I'm like, did you even direct this movie? Like, everybody's supposed to know. When you're a director, you, like, know your intentions. She couldn't even answer the question. She's like, um, I guess it's up for debate. Well, I know she had 80s because, um, assistant directors. Oh, Because... During the prom scene, when Bella's sitting outside, when Jacob comes up, she didn't film that scene. Okay. Like, another director so maybe who I don't it. know the name of. Yeah, so maybe that was it. it. Because I was very confused. Like, how do you not know? Because I thought it was um, Edward. I didn't assume they would, like, look through the um, eyes of one of those mm-hmm. people who were harassing her. But, okay. That clears that up. Um, I know we talked about it earlier, and we never really 
It's hard to stay on topic. It's yeah. really, really difficult. But the fashion of the movie, the prom fashion. Angela's dress is a lot like her. Understated, unrememberable. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you ask me what her dress looked like, all I know is it's light in color. I don't remember what it looked it like. Was, no, Bella's was light purple. Maybe it was light purple. Her dress was actually light blue in real okay. life. It's the way the light was, like, yeah. manipulated. <laughs> but blue, Jessica's blue dress is hideous. It's so bad. Even for 2008, hideous. She has some weird necklace. This gold, okay, the gold necklace. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is that? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it was pretty bad. And even Bella, I actually liked her dress. Her dress was good. The leggings? The leggings, I feel like in a way it made it her, you but know? But it was, it's nothing I would wear. And she has that whole Demi Lovato moment with the converse and her dress. But (laughs) in the book, she actually has the cast and a stiletto on one foot. Oh. Because I remember that. Yeah, I remember that, but I would never see, like, Bella in the movie wearing Mm -hmm. stiletto. It's just not her. The yellow, little pale yellow cardigan that she Mm -hmm. has. At first, I was oh, like, I was "That's kind of hideous." Maybe I'm colorblind. Maybe it is white. I thought it was I yellow. I thought it was white. It had like some bling on the side. It had like little like jewel tones or something. She, I, at first, I was like, "That's so ugly." Mm-hmm. But then I was like, "That's so her, though." Yeah. Like not in like an ugly way, but like yeah. I'm like, I really she's her unconventional. Hair. Her hair was yeah. like, really pretty, and the makeup was nice. And like the whole scene she has with Charlie, where he's like, "Oh, you look beautiful." I thought that was sweet. Um, yeah. speaking, fat, speaking of Charlie, yeah. Charlie's my favorite character throughout this entire film. I, I feel like I identify with Charlie in a yeah. way. Yeah, okay. My favorite part with Charlie was when he was, like, load, he was like cleaning his shotgun. And she's like, oh, I'm going out with Edward Cullen. And he's like, excuse me? You're going out with Edward Cullen? And then he, like, finally accepts it. And he cocks his gun. And he's like, okay, I'm ready. My favorite scene of the literally the whole movie are the beer cans on the table and the R lines up. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that was great. I don't know, yeah. like, how that happened, but that was but, great. But, like, I felt so bad for Charlie when, like, Bella was saying, oh, I don't want to be here anymore because she was, like, faking this whole scene to um, draw, like, uh, all the vampires away from his house so they wouldn't, like, eat him. I just felt so bad for him. Mm-hmm. Like, he seemed really sweet. To get sweet. crushed. Yeah. To have, you know, your daughter who you haven't seen on a consistent basis in a long time. Mm-hmm not want to be with you and she throws in like the comment about like sit around watching baseball games all day and blah yeah. blah blah and obviously she's not doing it to hurt him she's like doing it to help him but he's in the his mind he doesn't know yeah like she said she mentioned she said the same exact thing to him when her mom walked out on him which was really sad i want to know more about their divorce me too i, need I feel like we're, they really leave renee out of it yeah. Like, feel- we know very little about her mother and Considering she has a closer relationship with her. Yeah. I'm like, you are you grew up with her, like, this whole time. And I'm kind of like, they. I mean, they call each other on the phone. And I know in one of the movies she goes and visits her mother. Yeah, it's like Breaking Dawn Part 1, something and like that. And Edward's there, but he's, like, pretending he has to do homework because, obviously, it's Jacksonville. He can't go outside. Yeah, and... I think, um, I don't know, I, I, although I do want to know more about their relationship, I do appreciate that they, uh, like, Stephanie Meyer made it just about her and her dad because they don't have this great relationship, mm-hmm. and we can still see that grow. And also, if it, if it, she was uh, living with her mom, 
I feel like her mom would be more clingy and be like, I want to know more about Edward. While Charlie just doesn't, he cares, but he's not like, ugh, I, I, I want to know this guy. Like, she talk, She literally says, I like Charlie because he doesn't hover. Yeah. Like, Renee is kind of a helicopter parent in a way. She's like, I want to know everything about him. Because I think Bella's a lot more similar to her dad, mm-hmm. personality-wise. Like, they both kind of do their own thing. They're both really kind of introverted yeah but her mother is one of those relationships where just from what i can tell it seems like her mom is very childlike and very like like bella probably has a lot of the responsibility in that house like making sure things get are taken care of yeah um so i think we should talk about jacob now (laughs) oh yeah my favorite furry friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jacob's not a big character in this movie, which I actually no. liked how they didn't start the love triangle right away. Yeah. They hinted at it, but they didn't really say anything about it. So he really yeah. only has like three scenes. Mm-hmm. And they're all like significant. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay. Sorry. So, um,. <laughs> So, yeah, he has that intro scene where, like, Bella's first moving into the house. She's getting her classic orange truck that everyone loves. And there's another scene where Edward's pulling out the dent in her truck. And he leaves. He sees the wolves coming. And they make this intense eye contact. It's her. Her. Whoa. Hello, pronouns. It's him. And Billy. Is that Jacob's father's name? Yeah, Billy? Billy. They make this, like. Very weird eye contact. Do you remember that? Bella's washing her truck. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they know that she's dating Edward, which is... But I just, like, thought that eye contact was so unnecessary. And, and then the prom scene, he's like, my dad paid me to tell you that um, he wants you to break up with your boyfriend. Like, how awkward is that? And you, I wonder if that was really... <laughs> I wonder if that was really Billy saying that. I wonder if that was Jacob, like, Mm -hmm. telling her, like, saying, like, oh, my dad wanted me to tell you, but it was really Jacob saying, like, oh, I don't want you to be with um, Edward. I just thought that their eye contact was, like, very cartoonish. Yeah. Like, like, Billy's very, like, eyes bulging out of the head, and I'm just like... he's, like, obviously trying to tell her a message. Very weird. And I don't know. I just thought that was weird. Unpopular opinion. Taylor... I've always said Lautner, Lautner, but I think he pronounces it Lautner. Oh, I thought it was Lautner. I've always thought it was Lautner, but I listened to an interview, and I think he pronounces it Lautner. Who knows? I liked his long hair, yeah, even I, though it was fake. I liked that. I liked the long hair because it kind of, to me, it, like, symbolizes his, before his transformation. Yeah. Because all of the guys that, I don't know who these guys were that at the surfing scene i think it's supposed to be embry and the other guy but i don't think those two actors that were in that scene i don't think they ever reappear i think they just needed two people to look like two native americans (laughs) with long hair is taylor Lautner native american Uh, i don't think uh, i mean i don't want to say he isn't let's hey i'll I'll do that um because i would i would like to know i don't a part of me is like, I don't think so, but I could be dead I like wrong. I don't know just, much about him. Uh, is Taylor in her Filipino? Um, that's not what I'm looking for, but okay. Um, let's see. 
He has Austrian, Dutch, English, French, German, Irish, and Swiss ancestry, and has stated that he has distant Native American an- ancestry. Well, okay. so does every white person. Because I was just trying to understand. Like, t- he definitely doesn't look like Caucasian. No, I think he's just tan, to be honest. I don't know. I just, like, he gives me a different vibe, but maybe I'm He wrong. doesn't... No, he's he's one of those actors they're like oh let's let's choose like a white actor. like racially ambiguous yeah but oh God, we could be wrong though like, i could be so what? wrong the oh 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 i know what i wanted to talk about when bella and the the squad go the down squad. to la push beach and she jacob rolls up with his crew mm-hmm. who we never see again ever in the rest of the franchise yeah. he tells her the story of his people Oh, yeah. the, the Cullens don't come the, here. How do you even pronounce it? Is it Quiluts? Quiluts? The Quillets? Quillets? I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I feel like his, I'm offending somebody. His people. I'm so sorry if... His people. Because oh, I'm sounds- ignorant. I just don't know. His his tribe. Mm-hmm. His fellow Native Americans. He's telling the story. It's kind of like folklore mm-hmm. of how they got to the area and then he talks about oh the Collins don't come here one of the one of his friends says that that's like one of the lines that i remember the mm-hmm. most because the way he says Collins is like the Collins don't, don't come, come here. here and then it's like the cold ones i thought that scene the flashback scene that's all sepia toned mm-hmm. was horrendous it, it was, was so cringy the way they were trying to make it a flashback it was very I think it was very informative, but... It it's... felt very middle school play to me. Yeah. I didn't realize... When I was in middle school, I didn't, like, really get into the backstory, so I didn't really know. I didn't realize that they only made the treaty just to, like, promise, like, promising, like, oh, we're not like them. Like, because I thought... I thought, like, I don't know. I just thought it was different. And I thought something happened where they actually, like, were attacking, like... Uh, the Collins were actually attacking them or, like, the other way around. Like, I didn't realize it wasn't really the case. I want to say, I can't remember if it was a new moon or eclipse, but they really kind of dig deeper into that backstory. I think think it's... Because it's at, like, a campfire or something. I think it's eclipse. Eclipse, because that's when they, like, team up Mm -hmm. and stuff. But, um, because that's when... I'm not going to get into that. That's a later podcast. But, yeah, I think... Story-wise, it wasn't bad. It was just the way it was executed was so poorly done. Like, the costuming, they're all crouched by this tree Mm -hmm. and, like, hissing, and it just looks weird. And what I thought was weird was is that um, Taylor Lautner, uh, like, not Taylor Lautner, but uh, Jacob was, like, telling her about their his tribe where he doesn't tell anybody this. Like, I get you have, like, a crush on Bella or whatever, and you guys made mud pies as a kid, but... You're just going around telling her about, like, your tribe and, like, what the Collins really are. And he doesn't know at this point that they're, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they want to be a thing. Because she invites him to La Push, mm-hmm. and he knows that he can't come. Yeah. So he doesn't show up. So I think at that point, like... That's when she starts picking up the whole, oh, the Collins yeah. are different. And that's when she starts doing all that Googling, which leads to the bookstore. Which I'm surprised nobody else has done at that school. I know. I'm like, is everyone there ignorant? Probably. Yeah. Because they know, I know, like, uh, Jacob's people don't go to that school. Mm-hmm. I think. They go it, to school on the res. Yeah. Is that because of the treaty or is that? 
That, I believe, is a cultural thing. There's, okay. like, a lot of Native American tribes that okay. stay on the reservation. I didn't know if it was because of the treaty or not. But um, there has to be somebody there that knows, like, Jacob and his people. And, like, Jacob would have, like, mentioned at some point, like, oh, we don't talk to the Cullens. And there has to be somebody there that's like, oh, these people descend from wolves. Like, like. Well, uh, Jacob's friends and his father and, you know. The people that live on the res, they're very secluded so from why, the rest of Forks. So why is he, like, why did he know Bella as a kid then, if they're so I cl- think secluded. it's because um, Charlie, his best friend, is Billy, Jacob's dad. Which, I, like, I get that, but if they're so secluded, why are they best friends? Like, did something happen to where... I think it's kind of like, I, I think they became friends because they like to hunt. And maybe they met oh, yeah. each other through that. They, like, hunt and you know how, like, when parents are friends, a lot of times the, the kids, kids are friends, yeah. too, just because they see each other a lot. Yeah. So I think that's kind of how that worked out. What a coincidence out. that Bella, like, the only white person he probably talks to, mm-hmm. is suddenly, like, with the vampire. Like, yeah. What a coincidence. Jacob's probably like, really? I had to be friends with this girl. I remember, obviously, Stephanie Meyer wrote that book that wasn't published because it got leaked yeah oh was that midnight from, sun is that from edward's perspective i read part of that me actually. too mm-hmm. i think that would be interesting to yeah touch i don't on remember any podcast. of it but. i remember that he was very stoic and annoyed by everything yeah and that jessica really wanted him real bad which i don't doubt because she just it was pretty obvious which i've found it like i'm not trying to say like all girls like hate each other like like Mm want to start drama but when angela and jessica like are so happy for bella when she's when edward like shows up with her at the restaurant they like seem so happy for her and i've been like are you really because i think angela might be because angela Angela, like likes eric she likes eric and like jessica just seems like she likes everybody Mm -hmm. like she the whole thing is like jessica wants mike Mm-hmm. And Mike wants Bella, and that's this whole thing in, like, New Moon, I believe. But yeah. I'm like, what is redeemable about... My- What's redeemable about Jessica, to begin with, like, because- to be honest? Like, everyone is all up Anna Kendrick's crack all the time. And I'm like, I don't like Anna Kendrick that much. Yeah, and I'm going to get into, like, one scene in Breaking Down Part 1 where Jessica was, like... She kind of hinted that she didn't like Bella that much. Because she asked Angela, like, oh, do you think she's showing, like, at the wedding? Mm-hmm. Like, she thinks she's pregnant. I remember that. And so, like, were her and Jessica, like, friends? I honestly think her whole crew was really just sort of like, oh, these are just people I eat lunch with. Like, I had people in high school that I was, like, that, like, acquaintances. Yeah. And yeah. Do, we all have A those. question that I have, obviously we see Eric, Angela, Mike, and Jessica again. Do we see Tyler... After I don't Twilight, so. I don't because remember seeing him after that. They weren't. He wasn't really part of the group. He just like showed up because I remember when she was passing by the restaurant that her and her dad went to. Like he's seen walking out with the rest of them, like having a good time. Like he doesn't eat lunch with them. So what? I remember he kissed her in the opening scene. Yeah, and he and obviously hit her. the van scene, <laughs> yeah. of course, which and I found like, very funny. Do we ever see him again? I don't think so. I don't think so. I just don't think he was that important important of a character obviously he had an important scene he almost hit bella and that kind of made her 
Like, that's what exposed Edward. Edward to her. Like, mm-hmm. that's what really solidified, okay, he's different. But something, I, I mean, we already kind of touched on it, but the friendship dynamic in this movie is so weak, and it's so weak throughout the entire series. Mm-hmm. In New Moon, in the beginning, obviously, she gets... We're going to jump ahead, but I don't care because this is this is our podcast. We can do what we want. Yeah. Basically, she gets this camera from her mom for her birthday, and you know, to document her senior year yeah. of high school, blah, blah, blah. She takes pictures with her friend group, and I'm like, are you friends with these She's people? She's like, I guess I got to take pictures. Well, is that the point where Edward's gone? No, this is when oh. Edward is walking up, and this is the scene that made me screech. Yeah, and, like, the music playing in the yes, background. Yes, with was... the Volvo. Oh, my <laughs> God. I remember I wanted him so bad. Okay, so speaking of in- epic entrances, and we're just going to go back to Twilight, Dr. Carlisle's entrance, he just walks through those doors in the hospital, and he's like, so, what happened here? Like, what? You know that's not his first hospital role. Really? It's not. Hmm. The actor that plays him, Peter, I have no clue how to pronounce his last name. It's like yeah. Fanicelli or something. Yeah. He actually plays Cooper, who is like one of the head doctors on the show Nurse Jackie. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Who would have thought? He was a brunette in that, mo- in that show. Ooh. I think he's a natural brunette. Ooh. But he was... I never realized how pale the Collins were until I saw a Carlisle. Same. Carlisle was pretty pale. Very pasty. Yeah. Like, uh... Esme, yeah, Esme's Edward's mom. Mother, for all intents and purposes. I get confused between Renee and Esme because of Renesme, so. Mm -hmm. But Esme wasn't that pale. No, I didn't think that either. And when they're laying in the meadow and his skin's, like, glittery or whatever, Catherine Hardwick is like, oh, that's when he, like, kind of looks like an alien. Like, oh, he's different, blah, blah, blah. But in actuality, him and Bella... Complexion wise, yeah, are, they were not that far no, apart from each other. No, and what I found funny is that I am gonna skip into like some of the movies. Is that he always sparkles in one movie? Mm-hmm. Well, well, except for New Moon, New Moon when he the like Voltori steps out. Scene. But like, there is so much sunlight in like in Eclipse, like in the snowy mountains. I honestly and he never shine. Special effects wise, I think they kind of were tired with dealing with it because yeah. the way he shines in each movie—that's such a, a cringe sin. It's the way he shines. They saw. They really. Uh, it changes. Yeah. In the beginning, he's very like it's very glittery, mm-hmm. and then in the second one, it's, it's a lot more. Not natural looking, but it's a lot more like chill. It's a lot yeah. more toned down. Which I wish. They which I appreciated. Yeah, I wish they never like put it in the movie because if you're not gonna put it in the, you're rest not gonna of the commit. Movies, why? Yeah, like just make it different from the mm-hmm. from the books because the books it's easy. You can just say whatever. You don't have to show anybody. But like in the movies, you have to do it every single time. He's yeah. in the sunlight, and they make this whole big effort where it was so sunny like one day in Forks, and Jessica was saying, um, <laughs> "I'm happy." <laughs> And Jessica was saying, oh, they take him out for camping, like, the one time it's sunny. Mm-hmm. Which, I guess, it was kind of a coincidence that it was very sunny and they needed to go hunt. But I guess, you know, they were working with the weather. But... Well, they need to go hunt because, oh, they go camping because, obviously, they can't walk around school roaming around, glittering yeah. everyone's eyes out. But I thought... The pivotal scene. Pivotal. We're all familiar with it. The whole 
everything about me is like meant to draw you in or you know yeah. or he's like my even my smell or whatever he's like i'm a monster the and he whole, has this disgusted look yes when the lion and when the lion fell in love with the lamb or what whatever a horrible lion or like what a sick masochistic yeah. or something like that i don't remember what he said but I, see that would have been a good clip like clip but I don't remember exactly what the dialogue is, but it's something like that. And I remember I thought that was so weird. And apparently they shot... Something I noticed a lot from the commentary was that this movie was filmed really fast. Yeah. Like, a lot of the scenes are like, oh, we only had five minutes to shoot that. Like... Yeah, and then she mentioned, like, sometimes the weather wouldn't work out. And I hate for everybody to stay in, like, I don't know where they filmed, I guess. Like... Parts of it were filmed in Los Angeles. Yeah. Parts, I know a lot of the overhead shots were actually filmed in Phoenix. Yeah. But Forks was not filmed in Forks. They, which I did not know. Like, I, cause I think yeah. there was some movie or documentary or something that was talking about, like, we are Forks or whatever. And it goes. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah. Watched because the school, like, had something about Twilight yeah. like, in them. Because they based the locations they used off of the real Forks High School yeah. and the real Forks Washington. But I don't remember where they filmed exactly. Yeah. Was it Portland? I think it was Portland because she mentioned, like, I don't want anybody to stay in Portland for too long or... Something like that. Yeah, and, well, I kind of want to get into, like, the ending scene. Not the prom scenes, but, like, the big action scenes with, Mm -hmm. uh, what's his face? James. James and Bella. James and the ballet (sighs) studio. Bella, what is going... I get he was saying, like, I'm going to kill your mom if you bring any of them with you, but, like, Alice can see the future, Oh my goodness, can't Alice just say, hey, it's not really your mom that's there. He's tricking you. So Bella could have just told Alice. Alice could have gotten some type of vision like Raven and just said, like, hey, that's not you. (laughs) I don't know. This is something I'm a little bit confused about when it comes to Alice's power to see the future. I think she can only see. It just comes to her. Like what's happening. Like she can't see a change in course like if someone changes their mind like she can't really see that and with bella when we later find out that she has this whole like shield thing because edward can't hear her thoughts i think that affects alice's ability to see her i don't know it's very confusing i'm not quite sure on that because bella i get that bella's trying to take charge like protect her mom but you you got two vampires not have noticed the audio looped it was looped. And then when she got into the studio, he played the same as that. Yeah, I'm like, would you not have, would that not have been a dead yeah. giveaway? Or didn't you know, like, you had a video as a kid yeah. of you, like, hiding? Like, haven't you seen I mean, before? I may have, I may have forgotten that, like, if yeah. I would, you know, but. And couldn't you tell it was audio? Yeah, could can you, can you not tell that it was looped? Yeah. Like, your mom's not responding to you. She just keeps saying the same thing. But she genuinely thought that pepper spray was going to do something. I know. And she, that was a big thing of pepper spray. That's pe- and it literally just said pepper spray across it. Like, as if, <laughs> as if the props department didn't, couldn't tell between what was what. And they were like, okay, let's just put pepper spray on this and we know what it is. But there's obviously, like, you know, the whole James wants her. James wants to kill her. He bites her. She's screaming. The barking and moaning on the floor killed me. Oh, my God. So she was turning her face. It was the reason I died and evaporated. I know. I told you. It was, like, it was horrible. It was was, awful to watch. It was so funny, though, because she was, like, moaning the entire time. Like, ugh. If somebody didn't know what I was watching, it would (sighs) have... Catherine genuinely thought that it was backed with, like, a dog. Because it was, like, barking. Like, it was 
it was rough. And I'm, kudos to Kristen Stewart for yeah. having the guts to lay on the floor like that. And the funniest scene is when um, Edward is like sucking the venom out of her, and his eyes. Just yes, I was like, what is that <laughs> and then Carlisle's like, son. Son, stop. It's enough. And, like, do you think that's what he we're He looks do? deranged. So why can't Carlisle do it? Like, Carlisle has enough strength. It seems like he has enough strength because he turned um, Edward and Esme, Esme. So why couldn't he just suck the venom out of Bella? I have no clue. That makes no sense. And he's, yeah, like, with, he does have a lot of restraint, which we learned yeah. about in New Moon. Yes. But um, something that I want to touch on briefly is Robert Pattinson's musical ability. That was very... Well that done. was... He was... He's talented. Yeah. Like, I didn't... I knew, like, when I was a kid, like, he was playing that. But, like, when it came around, I was like, oh. With the piano. Yeah. I thought that was beautiful. Was, the the soundtrack is very beautiful. Probably, yeah. like, the best thing about the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... I like the the actors' performances were good. It was just the characters. They that, worked with what they had. Yeah, it, that's what I always say when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like the uh, the characters themselves, they're very bland, mm-hmm. one dimensional. But I don't think you can blame the director for it. I mean, that's no, all on Stephanie worked, Meyer. I mean, who has a cameo, by the way, in I the knew, movie? I knew she did in the Breaking Dawn Part 1, I didn't know in this movie. She's in the diner when Bella and Charlie are having dinner. I remember because I watched behind the scenes when I was a kid about it. And while she's typing on her computer, she's writing the next book, actually. But um, the reason I brought up that musical aspect, when she's laying on the ground, and I guess the blood is clean, Mm -hmm. you can hear the the song over. That's actually Rob Pattinson singing. Really? Yeah. Didn't um, Catherine Harwick say that his sister, like, made an appearance in, like, the soundtrack? Um, Lizzie Pattinson, obviously. Yeah. Wait, what's her last name? Unless Lizzie. Um, it's Lizzie some. Pattinson. She does, I'm not sure which song she sings. I think yeah. she's in a group. Yeah. But <laughs> the Let Me Sign, which is the song that plays while she's on the verge mm-hmm. of transitioning, it's him. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great. I love, I really liked it. Yeah. I remember listening to that song on repeat. Honestly, if I was in Edward's position at that point, I would have just let her turn. Me too. Like, well, you know, you she don't... actually does that in the reimagined yeah. version, like with, which I have not read, I've yet to read. Mm-hmm. I want, I low key want that to be a movie. Like, I yeah. want Holland Roden to play Edith, but <laughs> she lets it happen to Bo Swan, like, lets yeah. him transition, and that's, that's that. We yeah. don't know. Well, I think we've kind of reached the end of our discussion. I would say there are probably other topics I could have hit on that were missed, but you know. We can go back to them. There, in like, there's time for that. Yeah, in the New Moon podcast. Thanks for listening to Thank Courage you. and Doll this week. Yes, and we should mention that our Twitter handle is Courage and Doll, and our website. That's A-N-D. Yes, not the symbol. Courage and Doll. And uh, Taylor, what's our website? It's uh, our website. Same a work thing, courageanddoll.wordpress.com. It's coming soon. We're still kind of tweaking, getting the aesthetic right. Yeah. So thank you for listening and subscribe. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>